0: All right. Tell me if you can relate to this. Uh, you get in an Uber and you start making small talk with the driver. Maybe this is just me. I don't know. I do this shit, but I'm always like, "Hey, how's your day?" Or "You you've been busy all day?" Or "You gonna work all night?" Or "Call it soon." Uh, you know, those are like the the go to questions I always ask. You make small talk, but then they flip the script and they, they you know they point the questions back at you. And for me, they're always like, "Hey, I saw you put all those bags in the back. What are you a photographer or something? What do you do?" And for me, I've always had the hardest time explaining a defined answer to that. Before it would be like, yeah, I'm I'm a photographer and a videographer and an editor and I direct. I can produce. I also fly drones too. I make music. You know, I just, I would list off all these things. I'm a jack of all trades. But branding that became very hard. Having to break down each category to someone whenever I met them was tough. I thought that by listing out all the things that I did would help them understand that I was a person that they should potentially hire or could hire for any of the above listed tasks that I do. like doing that over and over again, it just got old. And I started to get some like credibility under my name. And when people would ask me what I do, I would just be like, I don't know, I just make dope shit. Like that was the worst response as well. None of it worked. And for a long time, I was just a one man band doing everything to complete jobs and build my name, which I'm sure many of you can relate to. But over time that shifted and I eventually started to be selective about the duties I would take on as a content creator and perfect my craft in that lane specifically. And for many of you that know me, you know that I do video and I'm directing and I can edit. And like, I really honed in on that versus all the other things that I was doing at the time. To me, being a jack of all trades has some major benefits, but can also hold you back when it comes to the growth of your career. And that's exactly what we're gonna discuss today right after this intro. Let's get it. it.
1: Welcome back to another Morning Roast edition of the Black With No Cream podcast, where we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. You are now listening to the number one podcast for content creators on earth, discussing the ins and outs of freelancing, filmmaking, photography, business, and more. And now your host, coming to you live from the Black With No Cream headquarters in Los Angeles, off their fourth cup of coffee, Ben Haggerty and David Malave. Yo, we back. It's
2: Ben and Dave. Uh, let's start off with the current events. Dave, what's, going, what's current in your life, bud? Let's see. Uh, well, it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Mm. And on Monday, I'm going home for Thanksgiving for a week. That's exciting. So, yeah, man. Just uh, getting some work done, and I'm about to kick it for... With the fam,
0: I think we just decided that we're not gonna go home for the Christmas.
2: For Christmas? Yeah, it sucks. Why? Aren't you, why? I was
0: just—it's the number like second state just getting fucking taken over by COVID. Oh yeah, I believe it. My mom's got that shit right now. My dad tested negative, which is good. So I don't know, dude. We're gonna see. It's uh, gonna
2: be a, a you know a, a friendly LA cat Christmas. Might be
0: shit through Zoom. Fucking who would have thought? Uh, there's another current event I have. I just bought all the shit I need to make the best cup of coffee.
2: Oh yeah, I saw that on Twitter.
0: Doug, I went in. I spent like almost $400. <laughs> I hit my homie. Away. He's a barista. He's like, yo, get this, get this, get this. I got an ill-ass grinder coming. This shit's going to be fucking... You can come over. All right, for sure. After tomorrow. It all comes tomorrow
2: night. So I sh- not, You better not just like buy all that stuff and then like go to Starbucks and get Americana. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like I do, I keep going to fucking Starbucks. So when I go to Starbucks, I'm like man, I spend like $4 a cup of coffee. I drink like mad cups of coffee all the time. It's probably $400 worth. I mean, yeah, it probably is. Easy. So if I just make a fucking fire-ass cup in the morning, I shouldn't eat shit the rest of the day, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was, shout out to, to the Black Window Cream private community. I saw a, a member posted something in the community. He basically said he hired someone to do a music video for him, and uh, that person ended up like not delivering it. They just held on to the footage and like never gave them their cutback. And so he was asking for advice on how to deal with this shit. And so everyone was kind of chiming in. And I thought what was dope is one member that goes by the name of Random Thinker uh, said, I'll shoot your video for free, bro. Where are you located? So this guy took an L on his money that he paid for the video. The creator never even came through and you know did what they said they were going to do. And then one of our members stood up and was like, yo, I'll lock in with you and shoot a video for you for free. So that shit's fucking tight. And I just like seeing those those little moments in the community when people stand up for each other and shit. So I figured I'd mention it here before we get started. So uh, yes, sir. join if you haven't joined that shit yet. Um. All right. So today's topic,
2: <sighs> Jack of all trades. What does it mean to you, Dave? I think a Jack of all trades is someone who wears a bunch of different hats creatively. You know, they, they do a bunch of different jobs and they kind of like can work in many different fields. Um, whether they like legitimately, you know, call themselves such or they just you know, they, they're trying to acquire skills in like multiple different realms. So for example, like you would consider a Jack of all trades, like a music video director who goes out and says, you know, I'm a director, DP, editor, VFX artist, and producer, someone who is, you know what I'm saying? There's plenty of you, uh, plenty of people out there who take on an entire production by themselves and, and might even take pride in that. And I think that's what I would call a Jack of all trades.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, it's common in like, you know, all creative lanes, but specifically like freelance, like I, I, I definitely am a person who tried to learn everything I could starting out. But a good example is like, I I remember um, doing a music video for this artist that, I mean, maybe they were paying me like a thousand dollars or something. And I did everything, shot it, edited it, came up with the whole treatment, did all this stuff, every piece of the pie I, co- I made sure I covered and it took long, but I did everything. And I thought, um, you know, especially like when people text us, when they join the text, squad. I always ask them like what kind of creator they are. And a lot of people would just be like, yo, I do VFX. I do, I shoot videos. I also do photography. I also run a company. I also am a social media manager. And I, you know, the list goes on. So people, it's common and I've seen it over and over again. So of you, especially on this podcast, that people just make sure that they can cover all bases. And I think that there's like pros and cons to both sides of that. Like, because the, the, the opposite side of being a Jackball Trades is specializing in something, right? So, you know, we're podcasters, me and Dave, our host of podcasting, we don't really edit our show anymore. Shot to jazz, jazz cuts that show, but we could do all that stuff. It would just take us longer, right? So we specialize in one thing and we've, and we've become really good at it. And I think that that's uh it's a good thing to know that you want to grow into becoming a, maybe f- focusing on something. But at the beginning, I think there's a period in everyone's career where you do tap into multiple angles of you know, whatever your passion may be. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, like if we are if we, if we, if thinking about like, why are people jack of all trades? And you talk about, uh, you starting out and someone paying you a thousand dollars and you're doing everything. I think a lot of creators starting out are j- like naturally lean towards being a jack of all, jack of all trades, because not only are you just curiously interested in so many different lands and you're just like, Oh, I want to learn how to be, I want to learn Photoshop. I want to learn how to be photographer. I want to learn how to make videos and edit, you know, but also kind of out of necessity too, I think like for me starting out, you know, my entry into it was, I really wanted to, you know, be a a creator in music, obviously. So I wanted to travel with artists and shoot artist content, live shows, shout out RIP to those. Um, but the, <laughs> the idea, the idea originally, right. Was if I just came into it saying I'm only a videographer, right. I, I figured out quickly that that was going to hold me back in that sense, because especially in that, in that lane, they don't have a budget to hire a photographer and a videographer and an editor to, to do the content. No, if you're going to go on tour, if you're going to shoot a show, they want someone who can knock out the video, the photo and the edit, you know? So for me, it was like, okay, my pride is going to be, I'm going to be great. I'm going to try to be great at both photography and videography and editing. So that way I can present myself as a jack of all trades in that sense and say, you know, if you hire me, you're going to get you're not only going to get, you know, an amazing album of photos, you're going to get a video, you're going to get an edit and, you know, oh, I, I can do design. So maybe I can design like a put throw designs on the photo or I can make a cover for the the video on YouTube or whatever it is. Right. And that so in that sense, that Jack being a jack of all trades was beneficial to me. And I think that people probably can relate with that in a sense of you're a small business. Right. Like you're like, OK, I can. I can shoot it and I'll and I'll edit it myself because I'm not gonna hire an editor. I'm gonna take that money for myself and and edit it. And I'll also, you know, produce it because I need to. You know, sometimes yeah, it's not a necessity. To.
0: Yeah, it is. I think, you know, another part of it is it's exciting at the beginning when you similar story as Dave, like I did the same exact shit. And you have no other option in most cases, right? When we start out, we have no other option but to be a jack of all trades. And it, and there is something that's exciting about, you know, doing all these things that create the final. Uh, you know, the final product and sharing it out and getting the reaction, right? Like there's a high from that. So people people enjoy just being able to flex and say like, yo, I did all that shit. I did, yeah, I did that little VFX trick or I did the camera, I did the drone shot into the thing or whatever, or I set up the photo shoot and I got all the LED lights and I made this whole thing look fucking, you know, like stranger things or some shit. Like people like to be able to flex that muscle. But I also think that the accomplishment of being able to execute an, a new idea, especially when you're new. Like I remember... All the time, we'd sit there and uh, creative cloud or creative cow. That was a forum, yeah, page, whatever. The goats for like teaching you cool tricks, and and uh, there's a couple other channels that we would watch all the time. And I remember watching them do some crazy like green screen thing in the backyard, or maybe it was like a practical effect where they would like make blood pour out of your face or some shit like that, or a bullet shoot from a gun, like. And we'd see that, and I just be like, oh my god, we have to learn this, and we'd spend all all day trying to figure out how to make it look like a bullet flew out of the gun. And we tried to understand how to use After Effects. And that shit was really exciting, right? Now, growing into it, like, I didn't continue to thrive in there. Like, there was way, there's so much to learn, right, with After Effects. So that was always something I could kind of do. Like, there's, like, few things that I'll hop in. I'd be like, yeah, I know After Effects. At the time, before, I would always be like, I know After Effects, I know Premiere, I know uh, Photoshop, I can do all these things. But I didn't really no after effects. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I really knew how to edit and I fucking edit like a motherfucker and I put in hours on that, but like when it came to after effects, I didn't really do it. But the other thing I I think that people will focus on and and pushes people to be a one-man band is the idea of the bag, right? Like you like Dave said, you're getting hired to go travel with whoever the artist is or whatever and they're saying like you're going to come and just kind of handle all this shit and the money might be tight, right? Like the budget's not very big. So in, your, in, in the ideal world, you wanna be able to say like, yo, I just shot for 15 hours. Um, they wanna have an edit by tomorrow. That means I have to stay out for another eight hours. That means I'm staying up for a full day. Like it'd be sick if I could just hand this shit off and have an, an editor edit it, but that's not the reality in those cases. And sometimes you're just like, I need the fucking money. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how many times you sit there and be like, this is gonna be a lot of work.
2: Yeah, but you're like money. but if I stay up I uh, it's the extra 500 that I'm going to make for the edit. You know, right. I think it's also, you know, we both relate with this is the control of it too. Like like it's hard to let go of your creative control over something like especially with editing, right? Like you know, we talk about all the time. You you say like you should hire an editor for your projects cuz maybe I'll have like five shoots in a week and I'll still be like mm, yeah. because you I want to edit it cuz I feel like my touch on that edit is my style and like that's I'm going to have the best say, or the best ability to make that come to life. But, you know, as we'll get to later of like, you know, the title of this is why is it holding you back? Right. Right. And I think it can hold you back without being able to let go of control or being able to understand the value of letting go a little bit of that money to further the the vision, you know, but I think.
0: Well, you, you, so for you, it's, it's like the idea that you need to do it because you're the only one that You believe will be able to execute at the level that's in your head, right? In my head,
2: that's right. That's right or wrong? I think that that, no, it's it's absolutely right. Right, Right. like you're
0: the one that's you. You have the end product in your in your mind, right? And what I'm always saying for Dave, I'm always like, yo, you should hire someone out for the sake of just getting it to a place, right? Like there's people that can learn that can be taught how to get something to it, but that's why editors are editors. Full-time editors, they learn all these things so they can solve problems for people and save you time. So, like I'm always encouraging you to do that because it is hard to let shit go, right? Like it's impossible to like. Uh, no one will ever be able to do it like me. I'm going to do this shit. But I'm like, yo, but you could, you didn't have to stay up last night. You could have had someone else pull your selects for you or so You know what I mean? Right. Like, It's
2: about entrusting and building a team, yeah. you know? But I think before we even get to that, like, you know, there's obviously, that, but so like if we're asking before we get into how it can hold you back, I mean, there are values to being a, uh, to being a jack of all trades, one man band, so to speak. You know what I mean? And I think you obviously, having experience in so many different fields and at least understanding you know, let's speak about music videos, just because it's—I it's, think it's the easiest one to talk about. But if you understand, if you've shot music videos before and you're a director and you understand the the challenges and what goes into being a quote unquote DP, you know what I mean. You've had to light your own music videos, so if you did get a, a gaffer, you did get a DP, you understand. I communicate light. You've edited your music videos, so you can be directing with the edit in mind. You get what I'm saying. All those things are going to make you a more well-rounded creative. So, and when we're talking about why it's going to hold you back, there are obviously benefits to it, and that's one of them. You know, it's just learning, learning so many different lanes and also being able to just like, I think when you're, when you're crafting a vision, like when you're setting out to make something and you understand everything that's going to take to go into it, it's going to make you be able to actually like set out or really craft something that's you're actually going to be able to execute on. And I think one example for me that uh, we were talking about this off camera, but uh, we were talking about Andrew being a producer director and the idea of like, since he's such a, beast of a producer and he has so much producing experience but his main thing he's a director when he's able to direct a music video even writing a treatment he understands the budget down to a T where he's like okay my budget's 50 grand or whatever it is and he's like you pretty much already know exactly what he's able to accomplish with that budget and set the treatment and the vision to fit that almost you know
0: I, I would be in the room with Andrew and be like "All right, let's try to write let's come up with an idea for this music video for whoever it would be and instantly I'm like my, my head just goes everywhere. I'm like, yo, 50 grand, if it's 50 grand. 50 grand, all right, cool. I'm like, oh, we could go to a school. What if we did this? We should get a fucking helicopter. We should do all these crazy things, right? And he'd be like, yo, impossible. Like, it's impossible. And then you start to learn why it's impossible. It's like, well, there's limitations and shit. Now you have to go get permits for this and that costs this much money. And then you have to hire the talent. The talent costs this much money. And all of a sudden your budget is gone. You know what I mean? Right. So you learn you learn that through experience and by dabbling in different lanes, right? Like, And that's what you're talking about. Like the idea of, The benefit of being a jack of all trades is that you get to dabble in different things. And I compare it to like going to school. Like a lot of people go to college and have no idea what the fuck they want to be, right? And I think the one benefit of college is that you get, you're forced to take classes in different types of topics. And the idea is that maybe you didn't realize that fucking medical was of interest to you, but you took some random class that kind of got you in that lane and then you explored it farther and all of a sudden you know you want to be a doctor. You yeah, know 100%. I mean? So it's the same thing with creative. It's like you might, even if you're a PA, you know, we always tell people to PA on sets because it's like you just want to get involved. By pa on sets or being on set in general, like, what does that do for you? You get to observe, and when you observe, you get to see all these different people, and you get to meet different people. And when you're meeting them, and you're asking them what they do, they tell you their job, and they might break down the job for you. And you're like, "Oh, that's really cool. I didn't even know that there was a fucking I don't know crafty person." And you know, maybe you not have don't even want to hold a camera, and you're just interested in making cool food or displays or whatever the fuck. Like you get you get put on to new. Avenues that maybe you didn't know before. Yeah, and I think I think,
2: I think also like and take it out of set. I think this goes to even just taking jobs. Like you can let's say let's just talk about video, photo, and you do both because I think a lot of creators who listen to us do both, Hell right? Yeah. And you may think you know, oh, I I like to I like to do live music, shit, right? But then you. By them having the mentality of being a quote-unquote jack-of-all-trades, you kind of, someone offers you a photography job where you do a photo shoot for a brand, for a clothing company, and you realize, like, man, making this lookbook uh, was, like, the most fun I've ever had. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I want to, like, this, I should explore this more, and you start taking that lane. You become I think, a
0: creative director right. eventually and learn how to really set looks and create styles and, you know what I mean, really guide products that's yeah. fucking sick and, and you I, had no
2: idea you had no idea and i think so especially if you don't know if like you don't know exactly what you want to do right which is a lot of people like i think some people are blessed to just decide like literally i'm, my, I'm born on this earth to be uh you know a graphic designer right you know what i mean like i want to i want to design album covers and you know magazine covers and whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, like concept art, whatever. But a lot of people don't know, like, I I didn't necessarily know exactly what, what I wanted to do. I knew the lane I wanted to go in, but kind of, you know, I've done plenty of things from, from music to brand stuff, to shooting like events, to shooting a wedding, to whatever. And through doing all of that, you kind of find like, okay, no, I'm really truly passionate about this one thing. And then you kind of like start to hone in, you know?
0: I also think that you get the ability to like learn communication, right? Like you start to communicate differently and you get to learn how to talk to different departments by trying to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like you could be part of wardrobe or you could be in the edit bay and and learn through just sitting with an editor what their day-to-day tasks look like. And you're like, okay, cool. That's what an editor, you know, I always tie it back to like when I would make music and I didn't produce our music but i wanted to be able to communicate to our producer so i tried to study the fuck out of pro tools and logic and i would sit there and go through ableton i we had the you know all the shit and i would try to like learn what it was so when i was sitting there and i wanted to do an effect on my voice or or try to create something musically i could communicate it in a way that they would understand which is always sick when you work with like talent and you have to do edit sessions with someone like chris and i feel like chris can be able to describe something that he wants chris brown Wants from a music video it, that it makes sense to me, or I can understand what he's saying and interpret it from whatever he, whatever his vision is, and understand what it means in the edit bay. You know what I mean? So right. that shit helps a lot when working in that. And I think that what you know, what you were weighing in on is like you have the ability to make it easier on the process by learning all these different roles and being a part of all these roles It sets you up to be able to collaborate better.
2: Yeah. I think even, even understanding like the business side of things, I think if you're working with corporate clients or with any business, like being able, and we talk about this in the how to charge a client guide, by the way. So get that get on BWC but shop, shop BWC, <laughs> bmcshop, excuse me. But uh, like, let's say when you're approaching a business t- and you're trying to pitch them on a job, like being able to take your video skill set and translate that into business terms, like, how is your video, your photos, your whatever creative product going to translate directly to to something that they care about? you know what I'm saying? sales, visits on their website, clicks, whatever that they actually care about, versus like oh, this video is going to be you know amazing, and can, you could can put it you could put it places like how can this video be turned into marketing ad advertising on Instagram or Facebook, or like all of those being able to speak people's languages is super key, I think, and that goes like so many different ways from from creative to business to, you know, speaking with talent too, like, you know, like, or models or anything. Well,
0: well even like the how to charge a client guy that you were just talking about. Like we put the guide together and we spent a shit ton of time building this guide, right? And then when we dropped it, we just banked on our audience to like hear about it. We shared it with the Black & No Cream community, post on Instagram, et cetera. And then that was kind of it, right? And then, um, you know, shout out to our boy Jacob. He like ringed in and was like, yo, you know, you should check out ads and stuff on Facebook. And so I don't know anything about it. So me going out of my way to kind of learn enough about it is going to make me educated to be able to trust the process first off and be able to understand what the fuck he's talking about. Cause it's just like right. next level. Like, what are you talking about? But now that I know it, I'm like, Oh my God, the benefit of that. And now, although we've dabbled in it a little bit with black and no cream, I use that that's in my conversations moving forward because I'm like, okay, I understand that there's an endless amount of possibilities with that one specific tactic in marketing. So when I'm talking to clients or whatever, I'm like, oh my God, could you imagine if we just threw a fucking rack behind you know, five Facebook ads and did X, Y, Z and did it with this, blah, blah, blah. And I got a guy, you know what I mean? And that conversation helps me sell myself and sell uh, production, my production ability. And then in return, you're getting a client because when that client hears something that they're like, damn, I kind of need that. I think I need that they want to come back to you. You know what I mean? And right. that's how you sell. That's how exactly. you- uh, and I,
2: that, that, that speaking ability is key and comes from more exp- like having all those experiences. Cool. So we just, we just talked about the value of being a, a jack of all trades. We talk about why people would be jack of all trades, what it is. I think we've come to understanding that it's definitely a value as a creator to be well-rounded in that sense. But the title of this episode is, why is it holding you back, right? And I think it's an interesting topic because- you can't so there's one thing of being a jack-of-all-trades and just learning everything and especially dabbling especially early on in your career right but then there's a different thing to like own that and then try to take that as your true career path and say i do all of these things right you know what i mean i'm a director photographer editor uh graphic designer and then you're trying to land jobs in all those lanes and you're trying to make a full career out of everything right and that's when we kind of move to this conversation of okay well how can that hold you back when it becomes that you know like if you like you said on the people who text on the tech community, right? Like if there's a certain point, if, if you're trying to land jobs and people ask you what you are and you know what I'm saying? You have a little experience here. You have a little experience here. You have a little experience here, but you're not really like honing in and like owning and taking a true lane. Uh, like how can that hold you back in some sense?
0: Well, the extension to that is like, all right, cool. You just told me that you do 15 things, right? Including like website design or shit. I don't know, like sound design. So now I'm like, oh, you do sound design? Cool. I come to you to do my sound design, but you're like 40% knowledgeable. You you dabble, you can kind of figure it out. It may take you a five weeks extra beyond what a normal person would do, uh, but you can do it, right? So when I hire you, I'm coming with the expectation that you're knowledgeable in this shit. Like you're going to be a concrete, like you're swearing to me that you're the shit and you promise yourself, or you're promising to me that you're going to deliver. And then I'm going to find out quickly that this isn't really your shit, maybe you are uh you know better at the other thing that I found you from and and you sold me on this idea that you're good at this, and that's not a good look, right so I could fuck up your money like we we talk about all the time it's like when you you know when you try to do more things than you can handle it can really fuck up your money like hands down like and you, your reputation and your reputation so do you know it is cool it's cool to know those things, but there's uh Allies in this in this industry, and you have to try to build those allies. I think as you go,
2: yeah, and I think also it's you know it's it's a, it's the difference between, for example, like I can fly a drone, right? It's one thing to fly a drone. It's another thing to say I'm a drone operator. operator. I'm a, like you know what I'm saying that hire me for that, and that comes with with wh- that comes with what do you feel you're truly skilled at to the point where that that's that's your you're gonna quote that as one of your professions, right? Like I have graphic design skills i have i can fly a drone you know what i mean i can produce or whatever but am i saying i'm a graphic designer drone operator producer no i do video and i do photo because those are the things that i've spent the most time at and i think at the end of the day like you have a finite amount of time and you only have so much like so much resources to truly be great at things right like i would love to be elite at five things but you know you have this concept of ten thousand hours which is like you know you have to how do you be great at something you have to spend so much time Practicing, developing that skill set, getting experience in a certain lane to be great. So, right. how can it hold you back? It's the fact that if you really want to be elite at something, you do have to hone in. And there's some sense. And I think ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours. And I think so. You know, let's go back to our example about the director of music videos who does the the producing, directing, DPing, editing, VFX. Right. Like, there's going to be a point where your visions and your capabilities are going to be capped because you are trying to do everything and you're not like comparatively like advantageous at everything, you know, like there are better VFX artists out there who have spent 10,000, like you spent so much so much time developing and honing that skill set that if you just took the hit on the bag like we were talking about, took the hit on the pride or the control and handed that part off, you would get a much better product. You would, And you would also be better at your job in other lands because you would take that time away from that mm-hmm. part, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah you don't want to set yourself up for failure. And I think that the benefit is, you know, I, I don't, I guess when I think about myself, it's like, I did do all these things. Right. And at a certain point it shifted for me, you know, from photo was, I, I did photo and video all the time at the same time. Right. Then when we, even for sure, when we started working with B, it slowly shifted to video only cause that's all they needed on their team. And then we were just constantly cranking on that shit that there wasn't really even time to do photography. Um, But I know that those are my interests, then it shifts into not only that, but producing and directing become an interest. So if I'm weighing into my direction on content, which sometimes I would involve myself shooting, just because it was easier and the way I would cultivate my ideas involved me shooting it, right? Um, I hone into that, where now it's not necessarily... I do all these things. It's that I know all kinds of people that do all these things. So hit me up if you need that shit, right? Like everyone come, I get, I just got a text right before I started recording this. Yo, bro, I was wondering if you had access to blah, 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 some video person in Miami. Like people just come to me because they know that obviously through Black Widow Cream, we have a community of creators and they see this whole thing. But they also know because our past experiences may have been, had a tie. People still hit me up all the time. Yo, I need you to be a drone operator for this commercial we're doing. And right away I'm like, yo, uh, now that's definitely going to need some FAA clearance. And I don't really do that. shit. I kind of fly on the low, you know what I mean? Like, and it's fun. Like, (laughs) so if it's something that I know isn't like extra serious, but then my follow up to that is I have a person now. I have a whole team that if you really need them, I can help you put it together, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And I take care of them that way. So my whole thing now is leaning into directing, you know, and being able to cultivate that and then editing too. I like to edit all the time and I've I don't know how many fucking hours I've spent behind Premiere, Final Cut, all that shit, of course. It, and that adds up. That's why I'm really good at that. Whereas I haven't put that amount of hours into After Effects, therefore that's not my shit. We call Kavika and JR, right? <laughs> so we do.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you you understand you like your skill set. So when you bring on a pro but honestly, you we're still kind of jack of all trades, both you and me. And I think you're definitely still a jack of all trades because you know Madden Project, you're fully like you're pretty much executive producer and directing, but. Yeah. But the delegation and like the team that you were able to build to elevate that vision is like, you know what I'm saying? You're not sitting there saying, I'm going to direct produce and edit this. Well, know? let's
0: talk about that. What's the benefit of that? The benefit is, you know, okay, cool. Say the task is I need you to, to do all these things. And if I did it by myself, that's going to take weeks, right? It would take me weeks to do all the tasks of a video project or a photo shoot or whatever it is to do it all by myself. Where if I were to tap into my resources and say, all right, cool. I got Dave who can help me edit. I got Darren who can help me edit. I got whoever, blah, blah, blah. And we rack up the team. Now we have the team together to offset some of the tasks for me that I would have to do myself. Where I'm cool with breaking off part of the, the pie because it's I've grown and I've been able to get more of a pie to play with right. where I can still make my living that I need to and help other people get to where they want to go, right? But by doing that, What does that do? That helps me fucking, you know, get through the project three times quicker than it would have taken me, you know, it could have taken me five weeks. It took us one week, right? Now I'm able to go get booked again to do the exact same thing if I I wanted to, and repeat that cycle over and over again therefore bringing in more bags for not only me but the squad and we are able to turn out more projects because we leaned on each other to you know finish a product and that's yeah. working with the team
2: and i think i think that you know yes yes it's quicker but also that vision was so massive and the time tra- the timetable was so short and there were so many deliverables that it was actually impossible for you to do by yourself like even yeah, if you wouldn't have it, you literally would not have so like you didn't you didn't have the luxury of saying oh i'll just do this by myself yeah, so like right. i think there's a that's when I want to go back to the point of like capping your creative vision. I think like there's a certain point where when you're wanting to, like, for example, if you're like, man, I want a like music video, I want to be on my sets to be like uh like Colin Tilley. I want to be, have Dave Myers m- music videos, you know, like you're going to have to start building legit teams and start specializing, honing in and bringing people that are specialized at other things to lift the creative vision. Right? Like EA is not coming to you and say, Hey, here, like direct produce and edit like 16 videos in the next two weeks. Well, if they did,
0: if they didn't, I had no squad. If I didn't have people to lean on and I, and I was just a one man band, I would have fucked myself. I would have lost that job. You know what I mean? So I would have, that's what would have, that's the reality of that shit. So it's so important to, to really learn everything. Right. And to handle your candle. But I think that, and I, it's okay too. Like, I know, like we were talking about this, like the, the reality of some of my friends back in the Midwest and and different places I've met through traveling and shit that live in maybe like places that just aren't as expensive as LA. You have the luxury of tracking down a project and taking on a project that may maybe take like a 5k job. Right. And you know, all right, cool. I can, I can set up and do all these interviews. It's a corporate video. I can, uh, I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to make sure we light it. I can light it myself maybe they hire one person to help them out, but you could do all this shit on your own. Then I'm going to take it, I'm going to edit it, I'm going to turn it into like 15 deliverables, et cetera. And the delivery process is only three, four weeks, whatever. So you could take your time, you could take your time because 5K could set you up for three months. And then maybe three months later, you're able to do another job where you can take your, it, there's, it's, a, it's like a pace thing, right? Where when you live in LA, you know, 5K goes like that shit. That's right. mad quick. So if you're working, you know, you have to go get another one, another one, another one. So you need to speed up the process to be able to to deliver quicker and to be able to, because the price of living is just so ridiculous. So you work harder, therefore teams are needed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a benefit of being able to lean on a team. And sometimes you can, you can get, get by without having one.
2: Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting. Cause you know, let's talk about like, so how do you actually put this in practice? Right. Because someone who does everything by themselves, um, but you, you, some, some interesting, like you've always, I know you've always been someone who like when pitches a job, like, and you've honestly, we've said this on the podcast before the tactic of kind of like speaking as a team, even if you aren't one, you know, like me and my team will do X, Y, Z. Oh, let me talk to my VFX guy. You're low key, the VFX guy. Let me right. talk to my graphics guy. You might be doing it yourself. You know what I'm saying? But like that perception, being able to build that in, being able to, to project to clients that you are more than yourself, you know, and that might, that allows you to kind of flex and get bigger budgets to then actually be able to hire people that can elevate your vision and make you work better and well, quicker, they like you Well, know?
0: they like that shit. Right. They want to know that you have enough capability to handle the project and, and meet their deadlines and all that shit. And sometimes if you're just like, yeah, yeah, I can get it done. You heard in the last, whatever the last morning roast was when I was talking about doing that fucking workout video, it's like, I promised all these things and didn't come through because it was just me and I didn't know what I was doing, right? right. So I like over-promised A, on a job that I wasn't, I shouldn't have done it yet, and I, I didn't have a, I didn't have the team. So I, I like to say, "Yo, I have." It's me and my squad. Even though it may not be like a legitimate production company, right? right. It doesn't have to be. It, it's the fact that I do have connections to people that can help me achieve this goal, and I can take on any task. Right. I can take on your two or three year documentary project. Or I could do an EA Super Bowl what, or whatever the shit was called. NFL kickoff thing. By yourself. In no time at all. Yeah, like in one week. Because I can handle that. I can get however many people we need to be able to accomplish it in one week or less. Like that, you know, because we've built the, you build the rapport and you and that's so important to me out here. It's like every time I meet a creator dog, I have a whole list in my phone based on location and creator type. I'm like putting specific people that have left a an impact on me that I know, yo, I trust you. And this is how I remember that I trust you because I met you here and I saw you do this one thing. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm going to hit you up randomly to hire you for some shit because I trust you. Yeah, I think
2: that, that's the power of collaboration too. So like when you're moving from jack of all trades and you're trying to like elevate, elevate, right? Like like you're going to elevate with people, the people you surround yourself with, the teams you surround yourself with, the people you collaborate with, you know? Like, like if you have a great vision for something, let's talk about video. You have a great vision for something and you're the best. You can shoot everything the best, direct everything the best, but you just have this vision for effects or editing and but but like you just know someone that man this person would kill that yeah. and instead of thinking more in, inwards like think outwards and like yo if i just went with this per- go to this person and we collaborated like this would turn out amazing and the i've always believed in the value of like investing in your content right i talked about it but i've talked about it for like even when i was shooting for free living in my parents house in austin like and i had a canon T- i hadn't bought my like uh my camera yet you know what i mean i was like it's worth it for me to spend the 50 bucks and go to the camera exchange and buy and get the Sony a7S two and right. the lens to drive up to Austin because my products are going to be better. And then I'm going to be able to go land more jobs. And then eventually that's going to pay back, you know? So it's like invest that when we talk about investing yourself, there's so many avenues of that, but investing yourself is also like understanding what you're not the greatest at and bringing people on to elevate what you are great at. And I think that's what comes down to like, is it holding you back? I think Honing in, like, what is your true skill set? What's your true passion? When you find that lane, then you can kind of figure out, okay, I'm going to really take this to, to level 10. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I am, I am amazing at shooting things, video-wise. So I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to truly do. I can direct, I can edit if I need to. There's plenty of DPs who edit their shit. We talk about Mike Prince all the time. But that's what he's good at. He's going to direct your DP. And once you know and you can take that lane, then you can kind of surround yourself and build people around you, collaborate with others to, bring your visions to like a greater height. You know what I mean? I
0: think, I think it, lastly that, it, you know, let your, let your guard down on the idea that collaboration is going to make you look weak. Right. You know what I mean? People, having more people around you maximizes your ideas. It takes your ideas to a whole nother level. Anytime you can open it up, up, try, try to go create a treatment for a commercial project, right? Go do it by yourself. Then go try to do that exact same thing in a room with your homies. Be like, yo, all right. It's a Doritos commercial contest. What the fuck are we going to do for this one this year? Let's brainstorm. And everyone starts throwing ideas on the wall that are going to exceed what are, I mean. Your idea might be good, but maybe they'll even add value to that idea and it changes a little bit and it's for the better. You know what I mean? Yeah, so 100%. Like, yeah. A lot of people don't want to let their fucking guard down or they're afraid to like collaborate and afraid to uh, allow like others to rise around them or whatever the That's fuck. That's so true. You know bro. what I mean? I think,
2: I think a lot, you know, like you said, it was to start it off, like people take pride. And doing everything, it reminds me of like Russ, the rapper, right? Like it's, his thing has always been like, I produced, wrote, rap, like performed and did everything to it. And then I was like his calling card or whatever. Right. And like creators have that same type of pride, but there is a greater pride in being like the boss type person who is rounding up a, like a legit team and a squad to go accomplish something. Right. If you think about, and that's like you, people might forget like your favorite film, your favorite music video, your favorite TV show, your favorite commercial. There's a hundred people that worked on those projects. You know what I mean? And, no one just said, oh, I did everything by myself, like, and it came out to be award-winning, right, you know? Right. It's like, no, they developed, they got, you know, the director got the best, the producer got the best director, they got the best DP, they got the best editor, and that's like the job, creatively, is building the best team, and figuring out what are, what's everyone good at, what's everyone great at, and building those things to make something great, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. Yo. Hopefully this helps, you know, it's, it's good to do both it, to be everything. Like you want to be able to absorb and, and soak it all in and and really be able to excel in certain lanes. But at a certain point you really have to tuck your head down and focus on the thing that you love the most out of all of it and allow that shit to work for you. You could still be a part of those other things. You could tap in. I love VFX. I fucking love it. 4D elements and all this shit. Everyone's going nuts with this shit and I know I'm not good at it, but I can still be a part of it and still have ideas that involve it and work, you know, it's like you're pup- you, you puppeteer or you allow someone to at least take your your momentum and, and run with it and that's just fucking equally as dope. So I don't have to be learning all that shit to be able to do it for my living, you know what I mean? Right. There's multiple ways to do it. So 100%. just just remember that. But yo, it's time for Question of the Week. week. Let's uh, go. Loki, honestly, if someone could make us a dope little uh a trigger we need a trigger like questions of the week or something yeah, we
2: if you're a voice actor out right there you got a help me with the dope voice let us know
0: yeah that would be kind of tight um so we did I, if you're new to this we started this last week on our last morning roast episode and we're doing it where you can submit uh we you know we get hit up with questions all the time and we want to answer all of them so we thought maybe we'd we'd create this segment so Basically, submit your voice note or a video to bwncsubmit at gmail.com. Keep it 90 seconds or less and we'll answer a handful of questions at the end of each morning roast episode. Um, And that way we can just take our time answering this shit. I get too many DMs all the time and I like, you know, two sentence response to them. And I'm like, that's not fulfilling. Like I feel fucking terrible that I can't really, really indulge in your shit. So we thought that this might be a cool way to do it. So our first question comes from uh, Pokey. Let's run it.
1: Hey, what's up, Black with No Cream? My name is Pokey Spears. I have a photography slash social media question. Um, when you're working with higher end clients or artists, uh, do you when you turn those photos in and that content into them, are you putting your name or social media handle or logo on these lower thirds um, to promote your work? Is it tacky? Is it unprofessional or is it professional? Um I've just seen a couple of photographers do that to some photos and it looks so like eyesore, like uh, the logo just doesn't mesh with it. It just it's kind of a it sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, just very curious and see what uh, your process is. And if uh, if your art will just speak for you itself and the word of mouth will continue to, to move or do you need to start promoting your work and really forcing your way into people's eyes? Um, by putting your logo or your trademark on these photos. Hey, thanks, guys.
0: Yo, great question. Shout out to Pokey. If you guys don't know Pokey, Pokey definitely ran in on a few Black Window Cream contests. He was in the top three on one of them and uh, got a couple of prizes. So shout out to Pokey for running it all the time. Love that guy. Uh, and he's from Iowa. So
2: that's my boy. Shout out. You, you know, you love Midwest boys. I love
0: my Midwest people. Um, Yo, this is interesting because... have you, Okay, so when you got started, did you put... Tags on your photos?
2: Yeah, I'm like camp. Don't do that. (laughs) But but it's not. I I think this is a personal thing, right? Like for me, the watermark that's a that's an artistic choice. I think we'll get into like sometimes you're not you're not always going to be able to do it. And there's plenty of great examples of you know photographers like great or you know notable photographers that have done this. But for me, artistically, I just as like a a a theory. I just don't want to. I think it affects the way people conceive the photo. It's distracting. And I would rather let the photo speak for itself. personally. Obviously, there's the business benefits of of doing so, but that's been like my take. I know you've you've done it before.
0: Yeah, I used to do it all the time. I mean, that's like, that's what you did when you became a photographer. It's like, you have to have your dope lower third. You could put it right in the Lightroom and that shit printed that motherfucker in the exact same spot for you. And it was was money. Right. And I would try to like create ill ass little logos and lower thirds because it's like back then I would go shoot at like bars or like I worked for our local venue and shit so the tag would always have to be there because that's how I would get people to find me and it would I think it used to be just like benhaggerty.com it was just big and bright blue and yellow letters and shit just super snowboardy like neon colors and shit yeah. and <laughs> it was ugly as fuck but I didn't it didn't bother me at the time because I was my only way to promote myself right yeah. and then as I like came out here and I started working with different artists if I knew that these photos were gonna get shared and there was no shot that I was gonna it wasn't even like Tagging culture wasn't even like a thing then. Like people never really got tagged for your work. The artist, whoever, just share it out and that was it. So I'd always try to throw my stamp on it and I perfected the stamp. It ended up becoming like a tiny little BR and that would just be my thing, especially like Q's tour and shit. Like mm-hmm. That was just the little tag. And so people knew that was my shit. And, and then, you know, eventually I just stopped putting it on there. I just was like over it because it is an eyesore. Like the image is supposed to be fire. And Instagram made like tagging available. So people could tag you on the actual post and then A lot of people started like in the caption saying like photo by whoever. And that does a lot for a lot of people, way more than just a fucking random logo that you came in like Google search. Who's the BR with the fucking iris graphic in the like, there's no way to search for that person. You know what
2: I mean? Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting because I think photo and video are different. Like my videos, I always put my credit at the end. I, I feel like it goes great there because someone consumes the entire video without you know, it doesn't really affect the, like how the, someone perceives no, the video. It's a movie. It's it's, it, you see it and then it's there or, or some people put it at the beginning. I think there's, you know, let's talk about Matt Alonzo, uh, Andrew and like Colin Tilly and like the music video world. Like they, they were able to build their careers with that directed by tag on the videos that start. they could start building a name recognition to themselves. So there's definitely obviously huge benefit to crediting. And I think in photos, you don't necessarily have that. So, uh, for me, like my back route to not doing that because I still don't want to do it is I definitely like when I turn in photos or when I'm talking to clients, you can either negotiate this beforehand and say, I would like to be, you know, when you're discussing rate, you can say, I'd like to be credited in any social media post, And you would just hope that they would, you can negotiate it in. And once you have it in writing, it's like something you can enforce afterwards. But usually as yeah, it's just courtesy, I just don't even worry about the beginning. and At the end, when I deliver the content, you hope that you've made enough of a relationship with these, with the, with the client. And they they enjoyed your work so much that you could say, I would really appreciate it if you could tag me on any, on any social media posts uh, with at, you know, Dave Malave. That would be greatly appreciated. And they usually oblige in that sense when you're like polite like that. And that's how you can get around photography rise, getting the tag on Instagram and social, which you want without having to put it on there. But I do think it's it's different roles and different lanes because that's artists, right? Where an artist probably doesn't want a watermark on their photo. But if you're, you're shooting events, if you're shooting things like that, let's talk about like a Kevin Wong or, or you know, a Kevin Mazur or people like that who, you know, with their their photos are getting syndicated to the to the mass internet and they need a way to be able to tag, put their tag along because they're Does not going to be able Maser to put a lo- uh, Kevin Mazur doesn't, I just mean to Kevin Wong, but it's the same type of like a, a- AP paparazzi type photographer yeah. where you're not gonna be able to control where your photos being posted, so in that sense, do you would you want a watermark that would that would put on there? I don't know. I think it's different for people, but that's been my take at least.
0: Yeah, I used to. I used to at the end of the, all the videos too. It would be. It was like one graphic that would pop up and say shot sliced and diced but it's funny as fuck that I would put all that shit cuz I was like you need to know that I did everything Any- to make this video. It was done by me like shout out Jack of all
2: trades. Yeah, right? Jack
0: of all trades but shot sliced and diced by Ben Haggerty or Ben Rivers World or whatever. But yeah, I try I try to lose it as much as possible and not to, honestly like as the clients grow, no one gives a they're not they're never going to tag you, right? Like if you start working with some high end clients or high end brands, it's like not really about the tags. Then when you start to become like a notable person that they want to work with, right? Certain brands want to do that. They want to be like, yo, this was done by this person. Like it is cool to have your music video done by Colin Tilly. You want that shit at the beginning because that's that's just as dope as you having whoever featured on your rap song. You know what I mean? Like right. you want to be able to say, oh, this song's featuring whoever. And so it, it is, it is uh, it's a balance and, and you have to really, it's all, you know, every situation is different. So just. Just try to sniff it out. But I always position it like, if, if you know that the rate is shitty, yo, fight I'll do tie. it. Tag me. Because yeah. tagging is a social currency. We talked about on this podcast a million times. That that shit is has value. So you have to literally be like, I will do this shit for you, but you need to tag I me out. I need It needs to be in the motherfucking caption. I don't want it to be that dumbass. I have to tap to see who's yeah. in the fucking thing. And you also tagged all your clothes, designers, and all that shit. And I'm buried. You know what I mean? Like, that shit's terrible. Yeah, but, fight for that. All right, cool. That was a solid question. Let's move to the second question from Andrea Tucker.
2: Hey guys.
1: So I just wanted to know, when is it crucial for you to make more than one social media page, especially if your
0: Instagram or Facebook is a business account? Is it completely necessary to have or separate the personal and a business page into more than one? And it may sound like a silly question, but As a multi-hyphenate, is it completely necessary to have a page for each skill? No question is a silly question. Thank you for submitting. That was a great question. That was a great question. Um, Yeah, I mean, let's get into this. I think, you know, depending on who who you are and what your goal is when you're shaping your brand, it, it, it is sometimes okay to have everything on one platform or you know one one handle sometimes it makes sense to have multiple handles so if for me i share all my shit comes from one thing unless it's black window cream which is like a, a separate entity which made sense i could have just had everything be on my page but it made more sense to create a new brand that can have a life of its own and attract specific people that might not care about my food that i'm eating for lunch today you know what i mean like I'm never on Black Widow Cream just being like, yo, we're at fucking the taco spot and the shit's lit. But I am on mine, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I built that into the culture of my page. Dave does a similar thing. It's like we use our Instagram as a platform to get business, right? Uh, uh, to let people know what we're working on and hopefully in return that, that makes a sale for us. So if I were back in the Midwest or if I, if I were just not doing what I'm doing right now, if I was more like I was doing wedding videos and trying to get into corporate shit back then, it would have made a little bit more sense to either have created like my own production company, uh, which is a, you know, the, the umbrella of the things I service, I service weddings. So here's my content from that. I service corporate. So here's my content from that. And you don't have to have like necessarily an individual, this is my wedding page and this is my blah, blah, blah page. And this is, you know, cause most likely you probably won't update it that often like it'll just look old and un, you know untouched but uh i think there's a point where you do try to make sure you separate certain things because i don't know i i don't i know that a lot of people like i'm not trying to follow you if i'm following you because i'm trying to get inspired by you or i might want to hire you someday and then you're posting about a bunch of other shit that doesn't relate to me i may become uninterested you know what i'm saying Does that yeah. make sense?
2: no 100 percent. i think it's all about all the like what's the goal what is the goal or what do you because you may do a bunch of things but like you're your page needs to further one purpose, you know, to answer your question, do you need to have a separate personal business account? I don't think so. I don't don't and Ben doesn't. My personal is my business, but obviously there comes some things with that, which is I'm not going to be posting, you know, me and the homies at the bar every other week and make it my personal blog, because that's going to take the distraction away from what I want people to see, which is my work and what what I'm creating cre- creatively, you get what I'm saying. So so that's the the downside. You need to have separate. No, but and in terms of being a multi hyphenate, like that's dope. But I think. It's all about what's going to further your, your, your brand and your, your reputation. Like Ben was saying, you know what I'm saying? If you're, let's say you're a graphic designer, but you also shoot weddings, let's say, and you're multi-half in that land. If you your personal page is your graphic design page, and you're trying to build that brand as a graphic designer, but then randomly you're just throwing in weddings, you're like muddying the way that you're perceiving yourself. And maybe it would make sense to, since weddings is so far off from the graphic design, you can make a wedding, pa- a wedding videography page. And that's where you can publish and and post all that work without taking the distraction away from the other things you do. So like- You can
0: make them push to each other. Like one page should be able to promote the other page. Like I should be able to learn by reading your description that this is a graphic design page. This is what we service. Also other accounts or some shit and just tag out weddings and you just have a little wedding dress in the corner of emoji or whatever. And they're like, oh, cool. You know, she does this. Like, all right, cool. It's easy to, to send them back and forth and be able to still collect that business, you know?
2: 100%. Yeah, I think- you know, but there are things that work together and it's obviously going to be more beneficial if you're putting all your energy and focus onto one page instead of trying to build three different pages, you know, like I do video and photo and I'll maybe do some design stuff and you know, it's all music related mostly. So it all works together so I can build that one page and no one's going to be mad if I post a video and a photo the next day, because that built the understanding that I'm a creative in that sense. I do all everything in that lane, but you know what I'm saying? If I start... Maybe, um, I shoot corporate interview videos on the side and no one knows, but I, but I am not building that into my page because that's going to muddy. That's going to not be serving that brand. You know what I'm saying? And I, but I still want to go out and land work. And I feel like it's necessary to have a social media to be able to push people there. Then I can make that page and service that, that field because it doesn't fit the goals of the other page. Or know? just have,
0: you know, on your, on your profile you're just saying like yo check out my work and you go to the website and, and it shows it there you yeah. have it there you have a whole page dedicated to corporate videos and now people can learn that that's what you do and you right. service that shit but
2: so. you don't have to flaunt that on your on your page i think you know you don't need an instagram for everything but what is it you truly want to do and build the brand the brand being the content you're releasing and like what people see around that and then as far as personal like if you want to be posting all your personal shit like ben posts mad personal shit honestly. i try
0: to i i my my mindset is to add personality to my creative, right? Yeah. Like I want you to know about me because that's how I've built all my client relationships. Like when we get in a room with a client, I'm fucking clowning with people and and making them feel hella comfortable and not making it be some suit and tie bullshit conversation or whatever. Like I want you to feel that. And I think like sharing milestones and and updating you on like day to day life shit is I mean, obviously I'm speaking to creatives. I'm trying to share my, my path with creatives, but I'm also trying to let anyone who's interested to understand like what I'm up to and what I'm doing and, and I'm out here doing all this shit. And yeah,
2: you, you can build both. You can build both of them in. It's, you know, you can build both of that in together. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure.
0: No, that's a great question, Andrea. Thank you for being a black and cream member and submitting to this, this thing. And if anyone else you know wants to do that, we dropped the email at the beginning of this segment. So, Make sure to submit one. It's also in the bio. And uh, yo, this was a good, this was a good episode. Hope you enjoying them. Um, make sure to subscribe if you haven't. Send the episode to some homies, and uh, we'll see you in a few, few days. Later. Later. Later.